Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hour number three of the early line live right here on this Monday on Sports Grid, all across the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wright's side, DRS. A doubleheader of Monday night football action here on this Monday. DRS in our third and final hour together. We'll get the insight from Dr. David Chow as he looks at the health of these two games and the four teams in action on Monday night. Of course, a big focus will be on Joe Burrow and his status for the Super Bowl 56 rematch between the Bengals and the Rams. We'll get the prop perspective entering Monday as well in plenty of plays for you on this Monday live right here on TEL. But DRS, it started here as we ended out hour number two and how we start hour number three by hearing from the public. A two-leg money line parlay. Who's going to win these games philadelphia and tampa bay the bucks and the birds both unbeaten two and oh philly a four and a half point favorite the Bengals and the rams in a super bowl 56 rematch in cincinnati currently drs cincy a point and a half favorite most of the public thinking the rams and the eagles get a victory tonight the two road teams victorious on monday around 53 percent of the vote drs yeah, a lot of respect here coming in, by the way, on the Rams, and maybe rightfully so. They did show up last week, even though it lost to San Francisco, who looks like one of the better football teams out there. Played very well in week one against the Seattle Seahawks, picking up a road victory here. But this is interesting because we don't have all the facts here, right? Usually we could take a look at a singular Monday night football game and say, hey, you know what? We know what exactly what we're looking at. But Joe Burrow is going to make a big difference here. As we welcome in the radio audience here, you're watching and listening live to the early line, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. It's Ben Stevens. It's Donnie Wright's out here going over a little Monday night football action. That's what it's so tough here. Because I think if you could tell people, yeah. hey, by the way, Joe Burrow woke up and he feels fantastic. No limitations tonight. I don't think anybody, honestly, would be picking the Rams tonight. But the fact of the matter is you already no. brought it up. It's not as if you're going to a player. And I'm not even highlighting Gardner Minshew. But Gardner Minshew is a quality backup quarterback, maybe the best in the NFL, who went on the road yesterday and beat the Ravens in their own building with a healthy Lamar Jackson. We're not expecting Browning to say, hey, you know what? What? Look at all my back stats here. I'm 6-1 and one coming in as a backup quarterback. Like, no, you have no statistics, basically. Only one NFL pass thrown. That's what's making it tough because if Joe Burrow exits the game in the first quarter or doesn't start this game, yes, yeah, Cincinnati's going to be behind the eight ball. So you can see what the public is voting on here today, Ben. DRS, let's say around 4 p.m. Eastern time. We're about four mm -hmm. hours away from kick in the second of the two games on Monday night in Cincinnati. We get a report from whoever it is. Joe Burrow expected to play this evening. The right calf is sore, but he will be out there for Cincinnati as they host the Rams. What does that line look like that is currently at a point and a half in favor of the Bengals? Yeah, it's probably going to go up to at least two and a half at that point, maybe even approaching three due to how mm. great these reports actually are. I try to equate it to here, Ben, when you have like the snow where all they do on, let's just say, a national broadcast. My goodness, look at the snow this morning. And I have to tweet out, hey, guys, that was taken at 7 a.m. This game's going to be played at 8.20 p.m. tonight. The field will be clear because all the betting public hears is snow, snow, snow. It's got to be an under. It's the same thing with Joe Burrow. You get these positive reports where they're getting in front of the microphone going, hey, look, I saw him in practice on Saturday. 
it looked like he never was injured here. The betting public hears that and bets accordingly. So I'm interested to see how well these reports come because as you brought it up, Ben, there's two ways to say this. Hey, Joe Burrow looks really good. He's going to start and or... Boy, they got a backup plan in place in case this calf gives out in the first quarter, and then you're worried about it. Certainly so. Jake Browning, again, the backup in Cincinnati. One career NFL pass attempt during his time mm. in the National Football League. That is not necessarily somebody that you can rely on, at least not yet. And I think, Donnie, that's the interesting point of this conversation. The Bengals a favorite right now. They've been booked as a favorite in both of their opening two games. They have, of course, lost outright as a favorite in both of those games. But the spread was around a field goal either which way. On the road in Cleveland week number one, at home in Cincy last week against the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams have been an underdog in both of their games of at least four and a half points. Donnie, if Joe Burrow was fully healthy and the Bengals were even one and one, let alone two and oh, I think this is this line is closer to five and a half, six. But because even if he goes tonight, we're not sure how effective he's going to be. I don't think it gets north of a field goal, but I think it probably gets there, Donnie, if Joe Burrow is confirmed the starting quarterback tonight in Cincinnati. Yeah, because a lot of people are still in that holding pattern. And again, it gets a little convoluted last week where Joe Burrow doesn't practice early in the week, shows up late in the week with a helmet and some shoulder pads. Is he playing? Jamar Chase, as I brought up, Ben, already saying like, hey, man, it's, it's, he wouldn't put it this way. Jamar Chase isn't saying sit this one out if he doesn't see him every day in practice and actually talking to maybe one of his best friends on the team going, how's that calf feel? And Joe Burrow telling him, man, it really hurts. Like, I feel like I can barely move in the pocket, right? Because otherwise, he would just come out and say, man, I talk to Joe every day. I watch him in practice. He's just playing cautious right now. He's going to be fine, and we are going to deal on Monday Night Football. So I do yeah. think there's a little bit of panic. And also, we have to remind ourselves, you get injured in the preseason. You miss all those weeks of practice. You tweak the calf again. It doesn't just go away and say, Hey, it's like a light little ankle sprain here. This could last for weeks on end here where he has a chance to re-injure it. Every single week that he's playing on it, it's not getting any better. Absolutely so. And we don't know if you can pinpoint the calf DRS, but yeah. Joe Burrow and the Bengals offensively have not looked good in their opening two losses this mm-hmm. year. Of course, nope. only 82 passing yards for Joey B week Number one, of course, we'll get to that. And we'll get to the health status around Joe Burrow for Monday night in just a little bit with Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc. But down to the other game tonight, a battle of unbeatens in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers, a perfect 2-0. and We kind of expected the Eagles to be off to an unbeaten start. 2-0. and Philly, a four-and-a-half-point favorite on the road tonight in Tampa Bay. DRS, what's your game breakdown? Yeah, game breakdown from me is the Eagles are the better ball club here. And maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just like the Minnesota Vikings and the New England Patriots, will get a medal for hanging around with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then the Eagles will get no yeah. credit for a victory moving to 3-0. and Look, we have to remind ourselves here. The Eagles are the better football team. And I think it's by a wide margin. But again, it's hard to win on the road. But also, factoring in, they basically had a bye week to get ready for this football game. A lot of injuries that you saw in a Thursday night football game against the Minnesota Vikings are not going to be there. It's going to be a Healthy, happy football team here with A.J. Brown as long as he gets the football early. But just being honest, and everybody out there knows I'm a fan of the Eagles, but I'm very objective myself. I look at this as a football game where I do think the Eagles win and win by margin. And margin's only four and a half. It's not 11 and a half here. Eagles by a touchdown tonight? Yeah, I see that. DRS, I think it's a discounted number. I really do. The Eagles are a far better team than the Buccaneers, and I don't want to discredit Tampa Bay. That is not my purpose mm-hmm. in saying that, but, but yeah. the Bucs entered this year with a win total of six and a half. The under had the juice. They have beaten two teams that are now a combined oh. And six, the Vikings were a favorite at home. For Tampa to go there and get a victory outright is impressive. To beat the Bears by double digits, everybody's doing it at this point. (laughs) Philly is a better team. I think four and a half is not enough points. And we'll focus on the props for the Birds later on as well. The health update around the NFL with Dr. David Chow next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There is a ton to get to here around week number three of the National Football League regular season. The injury insight and analysis with Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc, live right here on this Monday on the early line. I'm Ben Stevens. Donnie Wrightside is here, of course, and Dr. David Chow, the man in the middle. Doc, we appreciate your time here on this Monday. We look forward to Monday Night Football and a big question around Joe Burrow, but also some of the injury news and notes that came from yesterday's Sunday slate. As always, Dr. Chow, thank you for joining us here on this Monday. Uh, always happy to chat with you guys on Monday. Fun times. So let's dive right in. Dr. Chow, yesterday, the New Orleans Saints had a 17-0 lead in Lambeau against the Green Bay Packers. Midway through the third quarter, Derek Carr goes down. It looked to be an injury to that right-throwing shoulder. He was out for the game. Jameis Winston comes in. The Packers come all the way back to win 18-17. Blake Groupie, the rookie kicker for the Saints, missed a field goal late in the fourth quarter. But Dr. Chow, as we focus on Derek Carr, what stood out to you about the video that you saw from the injury? What do you think the prognosis is for the Saints, Saints starting quarterback the rest of the way? Well, I think it's more than a simple AC. Was there potentially some chest or lung involvement? <clears throat> At least that's maybe been ruled out because he did go to the hospital but was discharged, and that would be a reason to go. It may have been the other end of the collarbone, too, the SC joint. In either case, I don't believe it's long-term. Don't believe it's surgical. Don't believe it's IR-worthy even for four weeks. But with that being said, it's entirely possible that he misses a week or two with this SC joint sprain, and it's, then it would be Jameis Winston time. Doc, if we take a look at another game yesterday with the Chargers, I know you've always been close to that franchise. It seems like Mike Williams just can't catch a break. And yesterday, a knee injury. Did we have any video footage or any thoughts here on Mike Williams of the Chargers? Yeah, we, we've talked about it. We even put out a video at Six Score uh, and, you know, the YouTube channel walking through a visit in the war room where we walk through the injury and how we arrive mm -hmm. at it. And now this morning, our fears yesterday are being confirmed or paralleled of significant season-ending injury. By video, we believe mm -hmm. he tore his left knee ACL slash MCL, uh, and it reached our 95% confidence. We hope we're wrong. It's just video, but it's in the 95-plus percent range at this point in time, and it would be quite unfortunate for him and the Chargers. But at least they drafted uh, another first-rounder for a wide receiver, and everyone just get moved up a run. Yeah. I mean, that is the story of Mike Williams. Supremely talented at the wideout position. Hasn't been able, for the most part, to, to, uh, to sustain a full year of health for the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, Dr. Chow, let's move forward to Monday night because so many questions for the Super Bowl 56 rematch all circulating around the right calf of Joe Burrow. Dr. Chow, let's start with his availability tonight. He is listed as questionable from what you have seen in the opening two weeks weeks of this year and what you have heard from the Bengals as they approach this Monday night football game. Dr. Chow, do you expect Joe Burrow to be out there tonight for Cincinnati? So here's my injury analysis, and it's different than injury reporting, right? So we're not just taking what right. other people are saying or the team is saying. And having been in the room when it happened, so to speak, and helped to make these discussions and decisions, look, Medical will have a vote. Joe Burrow and his team will have a vote. The team will have a vote. But here are the factors fans and people need to think and re realize. I don't believe 
that there's anything like a true game time decision. Teams always know, and they'll confirm it before the game. But here, as I read the tea leaves, first of all is, if it were clear, if it were possible that one week of rest would get Joe Burrow all the way better, everyone would rest him. But that's just not the case. This was a July 27th calf strain. It's still lingering. Week one was fine. Week two, it came up again. One week isn't going to change his trajectory, even if he gets through. So it's a matter of can he play and be effective, and can he do permanent damage? I don't think he can do permanent damage. Of course, he could make it worse. Uh, and here's the other thing. If they were actually thinking about resting him, and that was kind of the plan, why put him out there for any practice? Just rest him mm. and take the time. So with all this stuff, I think what Mike Brown said to Joe Burrow on the cart ride is, we appreciate you, we want you for the long term, let's not be stupid here. But I think they're clearly thinking about trying to play him. And will they or not remains to be seen. But they're trying to play him. Maybe they'll put a, a active assist ankle dynamic AFO on to help with the calf and help prevent any potential Achilles, uh, you know, a terrible rupture scenario. But I think they're trying to play him. Will they or not was, will be the question. And, of course, they don't even have Brandon Allen. They're 0-2. We all know about all that stuff. Yeah. If we take a look at that game tonight, Dr. Chow, between the Bengals and the Rams, outside of Joe Burrow, anything else we should be worried about on the injury reports for either side tonight? Well, you know, it's, it's only, it doesn't look that bad on the injury report. But all season, in the first two weeks, Joe Burrow – and the Bengals have been trying to get ball out quick. And the O-line hasn't fully held up, you know, with the new left tackle, Jonah Williams being flipped to right tackle, Lael Collins being released. And, of course, the Rams are healthy on defense. The Rams, of course, on offense have Cooper Cup out. They've got a couple of O-line issues themselves. But the focus is mostly on, on Joe Burrow. And, you know, Cooper Cup's still out for at least a couple weeks. But... Uh, Really, more than Burrow, it's the offensive line. Everyone knows that if he plays, it's ball out quick. So that may change yeah. some of the game flow script and how the defenses are played. Everyone knows that, that he won't run the ball, and it's ball out quick. And you see those field views on your screen. It's what Dr. David Chow and his team put together at SICscore.com, SportInjuryCentral.com. Great work to give you a full picture of the health of both clubs facing off in a football game and how it might affect the results or the outcome. So, Dr. Chow, along those lines, you highlighted what the issues might be for Joe Burrow and that right calf strain. If he does play, where does the injury affect him most at the quarterback spot? Well, I don't even think they're going to put up a rushing prop. I mean, he was one for five yards in week two, one for minus one in week one. With all this stuff, they probably won't even put one up. But it's, you know, uh, what it really comes down to is is there may not be a lot of time for, for deep balls because, you know, it's got to be a ball-out quick phenomenon. And also because it's his right calf, it's harder to step into throws. And in the other Monday night game, it's a doubleheader. Both defenses are banged up. That's the key against mm. Philly and Tampa. Both defenses have issues more than the offenses. So let's see what happens to the scoring. Doc, being on the sidelines here at NFL games, Jimmy Garoppolo was checked for a concussion and cleared last night. Can you give us some insight to what actually goes on during that prognosis? Yeah, I guess he wasn't checked till after the game. So there's no rush to quote, clear him out of the protocol, so to speak. Look, if you see video, if you see evidence, if they report symptoms, you know, you, you, you start the process. And a lot of it is very subjective, I get it. And, you know, think about last week, Anthony Richardson, which we talked about because of the delayed onset of symptoms that he was gonna get ruled out for week three, and he was, and we'll see about week, yeah. week four. But the other one to worry about besides Jimmy G clearing is, what about Justin Fields? I tweeted in game, he got up, he got a big yeah. hit for him. Mm. He stumbled a little bit, DJ Moore led him to sideline. That's clear visual evidence. I don't know how he cleared the concussion protocol to come back in the game. I'm not saying there's anything nefarious, but I renew my call for a pool reporter to submit questions, at least written to a medical person to clear this up, just like he talked to a pool, uh, the head referee to clear up some of these issues. Transparency would be good with this type of stuff.
That is what we have learned, Dr. Chow, in the last few years around the NFL. Transparency through these concussion mm -hmm. protocols is a necessity in the NFL. Dr. David Chow doing great work over at SICscore.com, SixScore.com, a full preview of everything you need to know for Monday Night Football. Dr. Chow, as always, thank you. From the health to now the prop perspective, up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on this Monday on the early line, it is time for the prop perspective for a doubleheader of Monday night football action courtesy of FanDuel's Tom Vecchio. Tom Vecchio in the middle. I'm Ben Stevens. Donnie right side on the other side of Mr. Vecchio joining us here. The jack of all trades, the home run prop king, and the man you need to hear from to get ready for two games for a second consecutive week on Monday night. Vecchio, thank you so much as always for joining us here on TEL. Yeah, thanks for having me. Two really good games tonight. Obviously, some injury notes for the Bengals. The last week of MLB season, I'm ready to go. Oh, mm. yes, you mm. are. All right, Vecchio, let's dive into the first game tonight in Tampa between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Both teams, a perfect 2-0. Maybe that was slightly unexpected for Tampa Bay, but yet here we find ourselves entering the first of the doubleheader on this Monday. The Birds, a four-and-a-half-point road favorite. Vecchio, the total stands at 45. What's the approach? Which props do you think determine the outcome of this football game? Well, from the start, my initial like takeaway or my initial like view of this game is how much can Baker limit the damage? And he's a player that's been known to make some mistakes at some times. And against this type of defense with Philly, especially with their offense, how many mistakes is he going to make? How many can he limit? And also, what version of the Eagles are we going to see? Because they started off super slow last week, and then they came out on fire in the second half. And then in week one against the Patriots, yeah. they were super hot in the first half and kind of slow in the second half. So can the Eagles put together a full game on offense? And then which version of Baker are we going to get? Like the one that's been pretty solid to start this year, or is he going to regress a little bit and start making a few mistakes? Yeah, he'll be under a little bit more pressure tonight. Eagles with a very good front four. Also getting some help back in the secondary here for the Philadelphia Eagles in safety blankenship and also on the outside to get that quarterback tandem back with Bradbury and Slay. I want to ask you a question here because I know a lot of us are just straight analytics and straight by the numbers and rightfully so. Remove that gut reaction. But Ben and I talked about this earlier, Tom. A.J. Brown tonight at the FanDuel Sportsbook is 67 and a half. We know he's unhappy and we know that big time wide receivers want the football when they're unhappy do you give a slight bump to aj brown in situations like that or do you just say look there's a lot of weapons on this offense here anybody can eat how do you deal with that well i'm of the belief that quarterbacks try to keep their star wide receivers yes. happy so seeing aj brown's number for a touchdown i think it's at plus 140 today um so yeah. i am all over aj brown and it's also his target share is super high. His, his red zone target share is super high. He got that one called back last week because of the, the holding penalty. So it's just like it's kind of his time to score. So I love him for a touchdown. I also love him specifically for over 25 and a half longest rece reception. 
It's sitting at minus 114. Despite all the big plays from Devonta Smith, who's awesome, Brown actually leads the Eagles in air yards and average depth of target. And Tampa Bay, over the first two weeks, they've allowed long receptions of 42-39 in week one and 33-23 and in week two. So Brown is due for that big game, and it's going to happen tonight. I think so as well. I go over 67 and a half receiving yards for A.J. Brown. What's so funny about last week when the birds were dominant on the ground against the Minnesota Vikings, running the football nearly 48 times in that game, he only had four grabs on six targets for just 29 yards. But week number one, A.J. Brown had 10 targets, seven grabs, and 79 yards. What have you done for me lately, A.J.? When he had eight or more targets last year in the regular season, that happened 10 times for Philadelphia. He went over 67 and a half. Uh, nine out of those 10 games, he had eight or more targets. And one of the times he went under, he finished with 67. I think A.J. Brown has a big night tonight. And I think Jalen Hurts looks to get him the football. Speaking of Hurts, Vecchio, he's still fourth right now in the current MVP odds at 10 to 1. And yet Hurts himself hasn't thrown for 200 yards yet this year. What do you think the offensive plan of attack is for Philadelphia this week in Tampa? I think it has to be a bit more of a balanced approach where, I mean, last week, like you said, crushing the ball on the ground, just piling up the yards time and time again. But I think they need to have more of a, a balanced approach where, you know, Dallas Goddard had, I think he put up a zero in week one and they got him the ball in week two. And yeah. maybe, you know, this is the time for AJ Brown, like I said, which I'm fully on board with. And, you know, Swift looked awesome last week, but they can't be giving him the ball time and time again. So more of a balanced approach is what I'm truly expecting. Maybe some more design runs for Hertz as well. Tom, how do we deal with DeAndre Swift? Now, the FanDuel Sportsbook right now doesn't even mm. list any rushing props for him. Coming into the season, we thought he would be successful in the backfield, barely gets any touches. Nick Sirianni says we got to get him more involved. Little did we know Gamewell being out mean a 175-yard <laughs> performance. What can we expect possibly from DeAndre Swift tonight? I would actually be most interested in his rushing plus receiving prop. That's probably where I'll have the most interest. And yeah, 170 plus yards, seeing like 25 plus touches. Like that's not going to happen every single night. But him falling around 60 to 80 some odd yards, I don't think is out of the question. Obviously, super strong offensive line for the Eagles. Like that's where it should be. It also depends on what again what version of the eagles offense we see because if they get out and running and they're ahead you know by two scores that gives swift a chance yeah. to really pile up the carries it's a plus 115 anytime td prop for deandre swift but no rushing or receiving numbers out just yet all right vecchio to the other side not a ton of props available for the second Monday night football game, a Super Bowl 56 rematch, but this time in Cincinnati between the Bengals and the Rams. That, of course, Tom Vecchio is because of the questionable status for Joe Burrow entering tonight's game at home in Cincy. The line only a point and a half in favor of the Bengals. The total at 43 and a half. Vecchio with the uncertainty around Joe Burrow and if he will go tonight, what does that mean for you when you look at the individuals in the prop market? Well, for the Bengals, it's super tough to judge because you could say, okay, if Burrow's out and whether it's A.J. McCarron in there or whoever it might be, do they just try and you know feed the ball to Joe Mixon and control the clock and try and play a super straightforward, super simple game plan? Well, then when they do throw the ball, they're just going to feed the ball to Jamar Chase and just get their best player the ball. That's super tough to judge, and obviously there's, there's too much speculation. That's really not a spot that I like to go. Um, if Burrow does play, I'll probably just be on a lot of his unders just because I, I don't think they're going to be getting the ball super far downfield combined with the front for the Rams. They should be able to get pressure on Burrow and the Bengals offensive line has been great to start the year. So a lot of unders for Burrow if he does play. When it comes to the Rams, they, they are looking really good and Stafford's throwing the ball at a super high rate. And yeah. whether it's Kyron Williams, who's the player I'm probably most interested in tonight, given the fact that they traded away Cam Akers, like they are showing that they have full trust in Williams to run the ball on the ground, get the ball in the air, uh, whatever it might be. So Kyron Williams over 21 and a half receiving yards is actually my favorite prop of his mm. tonight. We got 10 targets last week, so I expect that to continue.
Yeah, Sean McVay, obviously a fantastic play caller, but he does have to know that if Joe Burrow is damaged goods in the pocket, you don't need to throw it all over the lot, and maybe leading with your running back makes a lot of sense here. Let me talk a little Jamar Chase with you. Similar to what we talked about with A.J. Brown, 31 yards and 39 yards receiving in the first two games here. He's a superstar that's probably hoping like, hey, you know what, 17, 1800 yards should be in my future. How do you play him knowing that Joe Burrow isn't 100%? Is he a fade every week, or you say no? Sooner than later, he's going to make some big plays and really cash in. So I would side with the latter. Like sooner or later, he's going to cash in, and you know maybe it's not a reception prop for him just because the efficiency of the offense might not be there to get the ball to him seven times, eight times, whatever it might be. But because of that high skill ceiling that he does have, he can break off a 50-yard catch any time. So you could go to the yards first and then the reception second. You know, I would say actually yards first, longest reception second, and then total receptions third. Love the look, Vecchio. You talked about the running backs for Los Angeles. Kyron Williams, now that lead back is Cam Akers is elsewhere in Minnesota. The rushing yards prop 59 and a half. Vecchio looking at the receiving yards number of 21 and a hook. Vecchio, before we get going here to your favorite props of the night so we can show that board, one final question on Puka Nakua, the standout rookie wideout for LA. Is the market too high on him already? 66 and a half receiving yards for Nakua, week number three in Cincinnati, or is it still a discount, Vecchio, when you see the historic numbers of his first two NFL career games? I think that number is spot on. I believe his touchdown prop is at plus 160 or plus 170. That's the spot to go. He has setting all these records for targets and receptions. He hasn't scored in the first two weeks. We're talking about 20 plus targets, 15 receptions, 12 receptions, whatever it is. He hasn't scored. So again, back to what I said earlier, quarterbacks should look to keep their star receivers happy. Well, I guess Puka Naku is the star receiver for the Rams. He should be finding the end zone with all these targets. Lovely, lovely stuff here. And by the way, let's put you on the spotlight here. Give me some top props to take a look at tonight, Tom. Uh, that's going to be Chris Godwin touchdown at plus 220. That number is way too high considering where his metrics are. A 21.8% target share and 27.6% air yard share. Both of those are second highest on the team behind Mike Evans. When we look to his red zone target share, that's at 42.9%. The next highest player on Tampa is at 14.3%. Mm. Mike Evans doesn't have any red zone targets. All of his touchdowns have come from further out. So when they get to the red zone, Godwin is being targeted nearly half the time, and he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. So 42.9% is simply way too high for him to not be getting touchdowns. I'll take him at plus 220. What a great look that is, Vecchio. The breakdown there makes a ton of sense. Yes, Mike Evans has scored in both games so far for the Buccaneers, but on big plays, if they get deep against that Philadelphia defense, maybe Chris Godwin sees his fair share of red zone targets. You also heard from Tom Kyron Williams, over 21 and a half receiving yards, the running back for LA in the first game of the doubleheader. AJ Brown over 25 and a half for his longest grab of the night. Tom Vecchio, the jack of all trades, the man we look to each and every Monday for a prop perspective. Vecchio, we appreciate the time. Thanks for having me. We will give you some thoughts in Major League Baseball as the final week of the year starts on this Monday and some plays of our own for Monday Night Football's doubleheader. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. 
Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on this Monday on the early line on SportsGrid. We give you some plays for a huge week that begins on this Monday in Major League Baseball to end out the regular season, the final week of regular season MLB action. And of course, a doubleheader of Monday Night Football as well. So DRS, a monumental series, starts tonight in Seattle for two teams that have not really looked the part of postseason contenders, but are still flirting with an October berth at this moment. It's the Astros and the Mariners. The Strohs have lost nine of their last 12. They have lost four straight series, and they were just swept by the Royals at home this weekend. Now two and a half games back of the American League West divisional top spot, and they are a half game in front of Seattle for that third and final spot. The Mariners also swept this weekend by the Texas Rangers. It's why the Rangers are in first in the AL West, and the Mariners currently a half game behind everybody, DRS, in the American League wild card standings. With how pivotal this series and this game is, DRS, in the final week, how do you think it plays out? Yeah, let's take a look at the pitchers tonight. Now, granted, it's a very short slate here, but over the past six weeks, 20 yeah, innings minimum pitched here. You take a look at these pitchers tonight on the mound. It's Verlander, and it's going to go up against Luis Castillo. I got Luis Castillo here, 7-0 and through eight starts and 51 innings, which is tremendous. He has an XFIP of 4.14, which isn't bad, but a stellar ERA of 2.65. Now, let's take a look. As I said, Ben, there are eight pitchers that are rated today. You know who's number seven? That's Justin Verlander. Even though he's 5-2 and two over those eight starts and about 48 innings pitched, he's got a four. 4.61 XFIP number. Now, the difference between 4.14 and 4.61, not that big of a difference, but it just shows that Verlander not in that power seat that you typically look at him saying, hey, one of the best pitchers at baseball at any given moment. That hasn't been the case. So if we line up the game tonight, the one thing that Verlander is really struggling with here is actually right-handed batters. 61 he's faced over the past 30 days, a 321 ISO, and a 394 weighted on-base percentage. Now, you're going to get your fair share of left-handed batters in the lineup tonight for the Seattle Mariners, but if we're taking a look at the estimated first five batters in the lineup tonight for the Mariners going up against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days, take a look at some of these weighted on base percentages. 333, 412, 352, 374, and 410. That's Kellenic, Hernandez, Rowley, Rodriguez, and Crawford. I give the advantage once again to Seattle. Now, having said that, we're talking yeah. about Houston not playing great baseball. Neither is Seattle by any stretch, but Seattle playing better competition. Seattle is at home. If you are the Astros, you cannot lose this game. But to be honest with you, I think they lose this game. The line working that way, DRS. The M's now a minus 126 money Should line be. favorite. Seattle turned it on following the all-star break they certainly should be 21 in six in the month of august but the mariners on a slide right now in the month of september drs and they have dropped six of their last nine the only good thing for the mariners they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat they swept the oakland athletics in the midweek series last week but they were swept the past two weekends first by the dodgers this past weekend by the texas rangers in arlington Speaking of Texas DRS, they will enter the uh, end the year, excuse me, with a four game, a four game series against Seattle. So a ton can change in the American League West, where right now Texas is a minus 600 favorite. And when you compare the odds for the Astros and the Mariners to be that number six seed, the third and final wild card spot, the Astros plus 110, Seattle plus 175. Texas needs to keep winning though DRS to make sure they hold on to that divisional lead in the American League West, a two-and-a-half game advantage right now. The Rangers on the road in Anaheim tonight, minus 184. DRS, they've won five straight. Does Texas make it six in a row tonight in L.A.? 
Uh, they should, but obviously Gray hasn't been that great over the past six weeks in ERA of above five, and rightfully so. If we take a look at the non-analytical approach and tell you how he's been actually doing over his last 96 batters, not good here. If you combine left-handed and right-handed batters together, 262 ISO power number and a weighted on base percentage of 420. If we break that down, typically right-handed batters you know, might struggle a little bit with left-handed batters, but maybe have an edge against right-handed batters. It's not the case. It's pretty even here. ISO power numbers to lefties, a 232. To righties, a 321. And if we're looking at the lineup, to be honest with ourselves, with the Angels, there's some pretty good power in that lineup tonight. If you take a look at, you know, leadoff batter all the way through to the nine-hole guy, I got six players with plus weighted on base percentages against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. But if we turn it over and take a look at how Patrick Sandoval has been pitching here, if we look at that leaderboard, as I like to say, over those top eight pitchers, yeah, he's number eight on the card tonight at a 5.05 XFIP with an ERA of above five. So if we're looking at one of those lineups that's rounding into form in the Texas Rangers, you're probably going to get at least six to seven batters with plus weighted on base percentages against left-handed pitching. They should win tonight. Not a great pitcher on the mound, but they should be able to outslug the Angels tonight. Yeah, Texas needs that. They were slugging this weekend, though, against Seattle. A yeah, ton of home runs yesterday in Arlington. DRS, a makeup game early on this Monday that based on the current weather here in the New York City area, I'm not sure happens either. A ton of rain out on the East Coast and in the greater tri-state area this weekend for the Yankees and the D-backs. This a makeup game. So far, they have split the two games. They have played against one another in the Bronx, but the D-backs right now, DRS, have won six of their last seven games. A very slight road favorite if the game is played today in the Bronx against the Yankees. Arizona, a half-game lead for the second of three National League wildcard spots. The RS, the Yanks, have been eliminated from American League playoff contention. Yeah, so you're probably looking more towards the Diamondbacks right out of the gate, and it is a cheap price and a cheap line that you're looking at. I do believe Merrill Kelly is the better pitcher on the mound. Last 127 yeah. batters, Ben, he's faced over the past 30 days. Solid ISO number at a 118, keeping that ball in the ballpark today. But if we are taking a look, and as we know in the Northeast, particularly over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday have been torrential rains. Yeah. There's still rain in the forecast here, and also, if you're looking for totals and maybe going to the over, under 60 degrees and a 14-mile-an-hour wind blowing in from the right field seats so maybe looking more towards an under today but if you're just looking for i know it doesn't work this way the one team's got to have it the other one's out of it we know that's not how it is because if you are a batter in the yankees lineup you're not going up to the plate saying just strike me out so i can get to the off season that's not the way things work but yeah. i do think the diamondbacks should be the more solid play against the yankees Certainly so. Motivationally, that should factor into this final week of the Major League Baseball regular season. We'll continue to update the standings in the wild card in the American League West tomorrow after only four games on this short mm -hmm. slate before everybody back underway around MLB. All right, DRS, a doubleheader of Monday night football action. Time to give the people some best bets that we like and how we see the two games playing out. Two games, four teams, three of them DRS, or excuse me, two of them right now on B. Yeah. That is the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Philadelphia takes that perfect 2-0 record to the home on another 2-0 team tonight in Tampa. It's the Bucks and the Birds. Philly, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, the total at 45. DRS, what is the breakdown here for the Birds and the Bucks? Yeah, I like the Eagles at minus four and a half, and I also like the over 45 because I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get skunked in this one. Baker Mayfield's playing good football. He's got two legitimate wide receivers over there, and they are 2-0 to start the season. But I always think the Eagles dictate the football game, whether they feel like running the ball and ramming it down your throat. They did that last week against the Vikings, or if they feel like opening up the passing game, which they did many times last year. We also talked about the A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, you know, Dallas Goddard, one of the best trios in football you're going to see, and also rejuvenated the Andre Swift in the backfield, but don't leave out taking a look at Baker Mayfield, that 226 here as his passing prop. If I believe they're going to be down in the second half, and I do, that means some extra passing attempts here and also taking a look at how good Mike Evans has been. It's clear there's a rapport between Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, and I do think that could continue tonight, but if I'm being honest with myself, I would be very surprised if the Eagles not win and cover this game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
226 and a half is the passing yards prop for Baker Mayfield. And let's give them the credit they deserve. The Buccaneers, a perfect 2-0 this year. One of a few teams around the NFL to win outright as an underdog and also cover as a favorite in their two games so far this season. But DRS, I think it's rather simple. I'm not going to complicate it. And this is not often the case when you're looking at an NFL game and betting a side. I think the Birds are better than a four and a half point favorite. I think they win by at least a touchdown tonight in Tampa Bay and from that prop perspective give me all the AJ Brown numbers you can find over 67 and a half his receiving yards prop not happy with his role in the offense last week despite the fact the birds ran it 48 times for 259 yards against the Vikings AJ Brown wants his fair share tonight I think he gets that DRS eight or more targets for AJ Brown 10 times in the regular season last year for Philadelphia he went over 67 and a half nine times the one under in that span he finished with 67 receiving yards and AJ Brown is a prisoner of the moment which I love out of your wide receivers AJ Brown four grabs six targets last week against the Vikes but week number one DRS 10 targets they were trying to get in the football against the Patriots he had seven grabs for 79 yards again eight or more targets he's going over 67 and a half tonight all right DRS the second game the doubleheader that we have on this Monday night a Super Bowl 56 rematch in February of 2022 it was the Rams in their own home stadium at SoFi in Los Angeles hoisting that Lombardi trophy triumphant over Cincinnati tonight it's the rematch in Cincy but Donnie the question is around Joe Burrow listed as questionable for this game the Bengals winless 0 and 2 this year DRS let's start with this does Joe Burrow play tonight with the Bengals having their backs against the wall after an 0 and 2 beginning Absolutely, I do, because going 0-3 means your season is effectively over at that point. At least we think you're going to have to overcome some ridiculous yeah. odds just to make it in. But having said that, I think he plays. I don't know how well he's going to play, but if I'm just being honest, you know, you take a look at our NFL prediction there on that last graphic, Cincinnati by two, winning percentage 52%. I do believe that. I still think Cincinnati is the better football team overall, even though I liked what I saw out of the Los Angeles Rams. But if I'm going to get Burrow in that pocket and a must-win football game at home on a Monday, night and basically just to cover the spread i just need a win i gotta go with the Bengals here i gotta put my trust in them. didn't love what i saw over the first yeah. two weeks here but in a must win situation where this team's way too talented to miss the playoffs they yeah. need this game tonight and i think they get it i think there's two questions right now drs about joey b one of course does he play but secondly how effective is he going to be he hasn't been all that prolific so far. The offense picked it up a little bit in the second half against Baltimore last week, but Joe threw for just 222 yards after 82 only in week number one against the Cleveland Browns. We've given you the trend since 2000, entering week number three of this season. 99 teams have started 0-3. Just one of those 99 teams has ended up making the postseason. The Bengals started 0-2 last year and still found their way back Back to an AFC championship game for a second straight season but it's huge here in week number three I do believe Joe Burrow plays and Donnie I will be fascinated to see what the line ends up being if Joe Burrow is ruled in will it get to a field goal will it get north of a field goal for a Rams team that has been much more competitive as an underdog than I think many people expected entering 2023 and Puka Nakua's prop DRS is my other look in this game 66 and a half I still think it's a slight discount as they try to feed him the football with Cooper Cup not out there you see the historic start to Puka Nakua's two-game NFL career we'll give you a best bet the one we like more than any for Monday Night Football up next live right here on the early line come back and join us sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're back live right here on the early line, closing out our three hours together to start off a new week. I am Ben Stevens. Donnie Wrightside, of course, is here as well. And make sure you are tuned in to the Sports Grid app, available for download now at the Apple and the Play stores. If you have an iPhone, fantastic. And Android, that's great, too. Scan the QR code on your screen. All of our info and insight in the palm of your hand. It is smarter to be on Sports Grid. In the Spizz is app DRS. There are five star plays each and every day. Your favorite sport, your favorite league, your favorite team. Those are known as best bets. Here are a couple more. So before we say farewell, before we say goodbye, it is time for bye bye bye. Tiny right side two Monday night football games to choose from. A doubleheader for a second consecutive week to end out week number three. DRS, where are you going? Birds, Bucks, Rams, Bengals. I do like the two get the two favorites here, as I said here. But obviously, if we're giving a best bet, I'm actually going to go with Jalen Hurts tonight. And it's not to score a touchdown rushing. It's actually to throw two touchdown passes at the FanDuel Sportsbook right mm. now. Over one and a half touchdown passes is plus 100. We spent the entire morning talking about A.J. Brown eating and getting his, which means scoring a touchdown. There are a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, which does include as long as we don't get to the one-yard line and tush push it in he's going to throw two touchdown passes tonight Jalen Hurts over one and a half touchdown passes Ben DRS I don't come if it I don't care if it comes through the air I don't care if it comes Mm -hmm. on the ground I think Philadelphia Mm -hmm. is the better team I hope for us being correlated here that Jalen Hurts throws nine touchdowns tonight against the Buccaneers I think Philadelphia is better than the four and Mm -hmm. a half point spread this line says they are tonight I think the Birds win mm-hmm. by at least a touchdown against the Buccaneers team that deserves the credit for starting 2-0 but might not live up to that record tonight in Tampa. Give me Philadelphia laying 4.5 and we've talked about A.J. Yeah. Brown at length over 67.5 receiving yards tonight. He is Donnie Wrightside. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us on the early line. We will be back tomorrow on a Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.